When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Oh, me big LA, big silly, big money, big Willie. When I'm sliding in the mall and you hear me, I'll be slicing with these balls so you feel me. Let me rip it up for cuz in the back. Let me flip it, get a buzz in your hat. I'ma tell you how to cause an attack. Timberland ladies love on the track. Love to get the ice pop champagne. Don't forget I used to ride on the train. When I pump it right, call my name. Drop, 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 drop,
past the enterprise that I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counterparts on how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections, drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use ejections. Syringe sold separately from the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson, all my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, sky's the limit, motherfucker. What is up, folks? It's So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. We have reached the pinnacle of the week. We have reached Friday. You have done it. I have done it. We have done it collectively. And now to celebrate, we have two days, Saturday and Sunday, before we start this all over again. But today, just sit back. Just relax. We're going to recap something that I enjoyed the heck out of this week. It's a little thing called Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. And it is on Peacock, and you're like, Ryan, I don't fucking have Peacock. I don't know why that I made that. You're, hey, Ryan, this is your listener. I don't have Peacock. I still don't know why I made that. The, that makes, you know, hey, Ryan, how you doing? Hey, you like that Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip? I, I sure do. Uh, it's on Peacock. And so all the people complaining that I don't have Peacock, a couple things. First off, you don't need it. I'm going to recap the entire thing for you. I'm going to just close your eyes and visualize. You know what they look like, and I'm going to walk you through all the scenes. So there's that's great right there. So you don't need Peacock. But if you do have Peacock, then you know what, what I'm talking about. That's another way to do this. And then if you don't have Peacock, you want Peacock, but you don't want to play. For, I'm saying Peacock too much. Um, you can get uh, the first episode for free. So if you want to check, say, did Ryan actually really recap that well? Let me go watch that first episode for free. Now, they released three episodes. They were supposed to release the three episodes on Thursday, but they went ahead and released it on Tuesday as a surprise, or Monday night, actually, as a surprise. And then they released the fourth episode today on Thursday out of nowhere. And there's only seven episodes so I, I honestly don't know the release schedule, but what I do know is if you want to wait, it will be on Bravo on November 27th, I want to say. Uh, you can find that. I don't know if that is correct. It could even be before then. But we're going to have, guys, Thanksgiving is this week. I'm thankful for you guys. Hey. <laughs> so we're going to recap that today. I'm going to talk about a couple other things. We're just going to get loose, right? Um this is the kind of thing where I don't have to, there's no interviews. It's just me and you and your kids or your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your polygamy marriage thing, whatever you have. I hope you're all listening together. I hope this is just for you. I hope you have your AirPods in. Uh, you know, I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you are neglecting work because as we say, once you get to Friday and you're on your job, they don't expect you to work. That's a secret that I'm telling you guys now. Your bosses already know you're not working. So just cut loose. 
you know, just make sure you're not on the internet too much, but put the AirPod in or whatever. Just one ear. I used to do that at work. I would, that's why I loved AirPods is that you could put one in and you, you know, the, the left ear, you know, where people would usually see me at work, it looked like a clean ear. They didn't realize I was listening to Howard Stern in the other ear. And it was, uh, it was an exciting time. It was an exciting time. Uh, a couple things. If you like the podcast, please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. I have a lot of people that are not happy with me from Barstool Sports and uh, some Erica Jane stands. And there's a group of collective people that have been giving me bad reviews. And also, by the way, there also there's probably just some people that don't like me, and that's fine too. But if you, you can find it in your heart to rate me five stars, I take this very seriously. I put a lot of work into it. Please do that. It does help with advertisers and things like that. And, you know, I get... You know, let's talk Frank. I get I get where we're at in society. I do. I feel it myself. We're angry. Like, I get it. Like, this week, everybody seems so pissed off. And I maybe that's because of Taylor and Jake and all too well, the 30-minute version. By the way, Taylor, we get it. Like, I love you so much. But I think she released another all too well 10-minute, like an even sadder version. Like, the long pond version. I'm not making this up. She released another version. And at a certain point, I'm like, either make this like a dance hit like, you know, speed it up or whatever, but I can't keep getting this sad. And you guys, Adele's album just dropped tonight too. And I already got text. My friend Danielle said, eh, it's really weird. And then my other friend, Marissa said, oh my God, it's amazing. I don't know what to think, but I know I'm not in the mood to be depressed because I'm already depressed most of the time. Sometimes this music can send you over the edge, you know, like I, that's why I love mashups because it's like wall to wall happiness. I sometimes find a sad mashup and it like floors me. I feel like I'm an in inception or something where I'm like, no, please. Like you, you need things like music does affect your mood. And if you have a good handle on your mood, I can handle sad songs. But if you don't know where you are in that mood thing, man, a sad song can fuck you up. If you're in a breakup, sometimes the thing that comforts you the most is a sad song, but it can also go the other way. I remember... I remember, kids, back in my day, I would drive to school. No, I remember uh, listening to Anna Begins. It's a Counting Crows song, you guys. I've talked about it many times. It's a beautiful song. But I remember feeling that song. I remember being in love with somebody and not knowing if it was going to work and all of, like, really feeling it. Like, it tore me apart. Like, watching the sunset, listening to it again and again and again. And sometimes... That's fun to do to yourself, right? Sometimes we want to test out our emotions. And then sometimes you're like, oh shit, I've gone too far. I'm going to be depressed the entire week now. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? So the Adele thing is like, yeah, Adele, you're great at making everybody cry. So what? Sometimes we don't want to cry, you know? It's just it's just that simple. Um, sorry, Sophie just texted me and she said, remind me on Sunday to go on a rant about Emrata and her new book. I can remind you of that, Sophie. I do want to talk about that, actually. Um, so a couple more things before we get into the actual meat of this, the recap. You guys, so this Pete Kim shit, man, they released another batch of photos with them holding hands again. And I, <laughs> like Kim wasn't supposedly wearing makeup. I mean, this comes on the heels of two weeks ago, the Travis Scott Astroworld tragedy, where another... Little kid lost his life. So now we're up to 10 with so many others injured. And I mean, I know we have to go on with our lives, but these Kardashians and all these people that said they were so heartbroken, 
they're super going on with their lives and they're being really public about it. And I don't know, like either way, like I said before, it's either you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But at that same token, it's like, I don't know. There's something, there's something very distasteful saying that and then going on these extreme PR campaigns where Backrid is involved. And and as I need to remind you guys again, Backrid is the company Kardashians and other celebrities use where they want, like they'll they'll tip these people off or they'll in conjunction with say, I'm going to be this, I'm looking to get a photo of me with Pete holding hands. And then they sell those photos and the Kardashians are in on it. Like as much as I want to believe in the power of paparazzi and the power of like surprising somebody in sneak photos. Remember, it doesn't happen that much anymore because these guys are very private if they want to be, and they have a massive security team. Spend millions of dollars each month. So these people want you to see that, you know, whether it be to make Kanye jealous, whether it to be distract from the Astroworld tragedy, they want you to see this. Now, on the other hand, you can get caught up in it as well, because even me, it's like, God damn, Pete has got a solid gold dick. Like, I mean, that, and by the way, that is the hysteria. Like, I love that most people are just like, the first thing people mainly say is just like, oh my God, how big is that dick? Like, it must be gigantic. Now, Pete seems like a great, amazing guy, right? Like, he seems all right. He seems like a funny guy. He seems like a guy who makes you laugh. But does he seem like somebody that would be with Kim Kardashian, a billionaire with four kids that's getting divorced from Kanye? I mean, like, honestly, like, that is wild. Think about the, think about the, not repercussions, but think about what this means in terms of pop culture. Think of it like a diss track on a rapper. We're going to have to hear Kanye answer to this. So Kanye will answer like to Drake in a, in a diss track or if Drake says something, uh, Kanye's name sideways, he'll respond to it. Now, of course, Pete does this. Kanye's going to take it as a front, even though he's just too busy shaving his eyebrows and think, okay, I got to respond to this. How do you guys think Kanye will respond to this? Now, I know that is not... Kim's problem in a way, they're no longer together supposedly, but come on, we have grown up with Kanye. We have seen, I mean, this man went on a Hurricane Katrina uh, live feed with Mike Myers and said, George Bush doesn't care about black people on live TV. Um, so you never know what Kanye is going to do. And the fact that Pete's all smiling in those photos, that's why I would never be with a Kim Kardashian. You would see me in those same photos and you would be like, that boy looks worried. That boy looks, oh, he's looking, I can't even see his face. He's looking over his shoulder the whole time. But it's exciting because you wouldn't necessarily expect it. And the only thing that makes me sad is that, is there another tattooed, weird, tall guy with a big dong for Chloe? We got Travis Barker with Courtney. We got Pete Davidson with Kim. Who the hell is left for Chloe's always the last Chloe's like literally I'm with Tristan still all my sisters are getting new D tattooed D people are celebrating them and I have nobody who else could she be with you guys and who would actually be the bad version of that like think about it who would be the like oh Chloe you got the last pick on that one like I was trying to think today of like the the people that you would like I mean is it like Steve-O from Jackass? Like, who would be the other tattooed guy that's just not, like, that's past his prime, but Chloe just, you know, got got her pick too late, as she usually does? 
And then the repercussions of this down the line. Does Kylie leave Travis because of the Astro World and try to get with somebody, you know, post-pop punk? I don't know. Just think about it, guys. Just think about it. But it, I, I will lay in bed at night thinking about this. Also, we're getting rumors on the Bravo front um, that uh, Lisa Rinna... Lisa Rinna. Hello, everybody. It's me, Lisa. <laughs> Somebody wrote today, some Instagram account, that she got demoted to a friend. I just don't buy this. I genuinely believe people put out rumors just to put out rumors. And remember, any of us can do it. You guys could wake up tomorrow, send Dumois uh, a DM saying, I saw Ryan at TomTom Tom and he was making out with Britney Spears. In fact, I want everybody to send Dumois that blind tomorrow and see if she'll post it. Um, but remember, Dumois is very open about saying, I don't, there, you know, this isn't like fact-checked. This is just what people send me. But anybody could be behind that. So you always got to take your pop culture with a, uh, unfortunately, you have to think like, well, who does this benefit? You know, some people want to um, put a PR statement out there. And sometimes the best way to do that is with a rumor. I do not think Lisa is being demoted to a friend at all. In fact, they're filming in Mexico right now. I don't know if Lisa is there with them on the cast trip because her mom, Lois, unfortunately passed away. And we all love Lois. I think I've said that earlier this week. I mean, what an icon and what a what a very special lady every time we saw her on the show. But I saw Dorit and Garcelle filming. I don't know, but they're on a cast trip right now for Beverly Hills. So I just don't think... And also, that show got the highest ratings it has in years. Why would you ever mess with the formula? Honestly. Like, I hate... I do not like Erica Jane. I do not love Lisa Rinna. But why would you ever mess with a winning formula? And you could say, well, it's circumstance. It's because of the Erica Jane drama. Yeah, but the Erica Jane drama is probably going to drag out for another year, whether we like it or not. And did you guys see? Guess who your your boy's right again? ABC announced today that next week, the housewife and the Shaw Shocker, I think is what it's called. Uh, The follow-up, the housewife and the hustler, the Erica Jane Tom Girardi story. They are doing the Jen Shaw story now. Dana Wilkie is once again in it. And actually, Dana, I'm releasing a special episode this weekend. Me and Dana are both on each other's podcast. And she actually, it's a really good podcast, actually. We talk a lot about Paris Hilton's wedding. We talk about Astro World, And we talk a lot about the Jen Shaw stuff. I gotta say, I really, I think you guys are really, really going to dig the podcast. There's a lot of juicy stuff in it. But uh, she's one of the talking heads. Brian Moylan is one of the talking heads. Uh, I'm really interested to see it. I thought The Housewife and the Hustler was really well done. And I know they interview a couple of Jen Shaw's victims. And that, to me, is going to be the most damning piece of evidence in terms of how the public or the Bravo fans react to this. Because we already know a lot of stuff. But remember when we met the burn victim? You know, and we got to hear his story and how powerful it was. And then you were like, damn, damn, fuck these guys. And I have the same feeling that that's going to potentially happen with Jen Shaw. So we will see, but it is, it, it, it's a fascinating time to be into these shows. Um, what else? Oh, this was awesome, actually. I was at TomTom tonight. I was uh, having... Some drinks with my friend uh, Lara. Uh, she does a podcast, Sexy Unique Podcast. I'm sure you guys listen to it. I was meeting up with her and my new friend Mary, and um, 
we were talking. And then this girl, Lauren, if you're listening, this girl came up to me with her husband. They're from out of town and she knew me. She was like, are you Ryan Bailey? And I, and I was, I, I was so uh, embarrassed. I mean, I, I, it was just really, really cool. Like, so Lauren, hi, I know you're, I think you're listening. You told me you listen. How dare you, Lauren, if you're not listening. Um, but it was so cool. And then I didn't, but see, then I, in my head, I was like, does she, and I know this sounds like laughable. She, I was like, uh, in my head, I was like, do you think she wants a picture? But I didn't offer because then I was like, how conceited is that? If I said, hey, do you want a picture? But then I now I feel bad. And then I was like, should I, should I have paid their bill? I'm kind of close to broke right now. But I was like, should I have paid their dinner bill? Like I, I, I just never, it, it's just a new experience to have somebody come up to me and say nice things. And and uh, you made me, Lauren, you made me look really cool in front of my friends. So thank you. Thank you very much. And that really meant the world to me. Uh, and by the way, Laura and Mary, uh, Mary, if you're listening, I think you listen, Mary. Um, they both thought Seth from Salt Lake City was hot. You know, uh, Meredith's husband, like, Canton, Ohio, that's where I'm. They're like, oh, my God, he's hot and he wants her so bad. That's sexy. And then, Laura, I was explaining Ultimate Girls Trip and Louie, Teresa's fiance, writes her a card for every day of the week, which we know what that means. And Laura was like, that sounds beautiful. And I was like, Laura, it sounds insane. So, guys, if there's any Dirty Johns out there or anybody that's kind of creepy, go for Laura Marie Shanehall. She's probably going to totally dig you. Um, I don't think she'd mind me saying that. <laughs> uh, okay, should we get into... Oh, that. Oh, no, I do want to have a last thing. And I know I shouldn't give... Um, I know I shouldn't give this any thought, but it's creepy as hell. Is that as the account gets more bigger and the podcast gets more bigger, like I said, like people will try to leave bad reviews to get at me or whatever for some reason. But I got one today and I've started to get like uh, the temp of these things are we, some dude or kid, I don't know, like some, it seemed like a kid said, you know, hey, you're ugly and you're way too cocky and you should kill yourself. Now, I do think I'm ugly. I don't think I'm cocky. I can sometimes act it in a meme, but that's just not, you guys know that's not me. And, um, but kill myself. That's the thing where it kind of goes wonky. You know, I, I, I take suicide very seriously because I've had friends try to kill themselves and I've been, I, I, I and, and mental health is really important to me. And I know you're, you're supposed to, and then this kid found me on Twitter and started uh, making weird threats and all that after I blocked him. And, um, I think that's really weird. And I just don't know the psyche of somebody that would ever, um, tell somebody to go kill themselves that I have no clue this person is. I've never interacted with them in my life. And you're like, who hurt you, dude? Like, so weird. I don't know. So I would say if any of my listeners, uh, I know you wouldn't do this to me, but if any of my listeners get so mad at somebody online that you tell them you want to them to kill themselves. I, I would just, I mean, as, as a honestly, a friendly word of advice, maybe don't go online for a while. You know, I feel like these things, and especially for younger people, it's a lot to handle. It's a lot for older people to handle too. Um, but maybe it's not your thing and that's okay. You know, when you think about it, we shouldn't have to uh, see this many opinions and uh, so many images and all of this crap coming into our cranium day after day. But if you get to a point where you're telling people to kill themselves, I just think that's such an obvious thing of like, 
obviously you're messed up. Obviously somebody's hurt you. But if somebody's not sympathetic to either of those things, they're just going to think you're a god-awful person. And bad things are eventually going to happen to you. I truly believe that. And you're probably already in a world of hurt, but it's just going to get worse because you're eventually going to run into somebody that's not going to be as understanding as I am. And it's going to be bad. You're going to find somebody vindictive. You're going to find, and and I just, I don't know. It, it stayed with me all day and not in a way of like ruining my life, but it kind of just... You know, when you get that low level creeped out feeling where you're like, man, the world is wild. And I just want to listen. I just want to be able to talk and make people laugh and say my stupid little opinions and make my stupid little memes and potentially make a living at doing this. And I would be really proud to do all of them. That's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm doing. But when somebody takes, I don't know, it it just really is stuck with me. And so I need to process it a little bit more. But I I just wanted to say that because I always try to share with you guys what's going on before we get to the the super funny part of it where I make fun of Ramona being naked every minute of Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, And yeah, so anyways, I don't know what the point was. It it was on my mind and I wanted to share that with you guys because it actually disturbed me a little bit but that is that that is over and if any of you knuckleheads by the way i was like i told my i told uh my friend i was like oh my god can you message him and say uh hey just real quick uh, reaching out to ryan's friends he did kill himself tonight just wondering if you had any information about that i mean like what did i mean i would the guy feel bad if i did kill my would he feel like oh shit what did i do like i genuinely feel like wh- who what possesses somebody i'll never understand it and i know it's such a waste of time to try to understand it because you could never in a million years understand that kind of depravity but but we try here it's so bad it's good um okay you guys let's get into it because this is a joy i want this to be joyful Because we all bitched and moaned when this Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip came to be. Because we thought, oh, this doesn't, this, it's probably cheesy. Andy Cohen said in an interview years ago that he he never wanted to mix up casts or do anything like that because that would mean these shows had jumped the shark. And I'm pleased to say that Andy Cohen was wrong. I love Andy Cohen, but he was wrong. This actually gives it a new life in my eyes. This brings the joy back. We don't have to worry about if somebody's a criminal. Uh, I'm Erica Jane. Look at my life. <laughs> I don't know what that man Tom Girardi did. And we don't have to worry about Jen Shaw defrauding the elderly. What we do have to worry about is who's going to get the best room. We're back to basics, folks. And we don't have the baggage of multi-season cast members that have been around each other too long we get a couple cast members per uh franchise only one in beverly hills with kyle and so you get to see them interacting like brand new but it's the same character and it's great it makes you realize why you love them even ramona because by the way this is almost like a weird swan song to ramona This is almost like a farewell because Ramona's playing all of her greatest hits. She's doing the nudity. She's calling Kenya Portia. She's calling people bitches. She's trying to get the best room. She's overly horned up. It is 
every it's like seeing Elton John play wall to wall greatest hits. We're seeing that with Ramona, and I really, really honestly think this would be such a great send off for her because. But I will say, in in this iteration, not like last season of New York, you enjoy her. You're like, oh, that's so, oh, that's the Ramona I love, the awkward, saying horrible shit Ramona. You know? Like, it's not, and I gotta say, like, we have these really nice moments. Even Ramona has one with Kyle towards the end of this episode where they talk about Kyle's body image issues. And it's with that kind of, like, foundation with the weight of these big conversations where you realize, you know, it gives it kind of that, that permission to get as silly and goofy as you want because you'll still go back and kind of have these semi-real conversations with these ladies. So you really appreciate it. And you you start to appreciate, like I had Jill Zarin on and I had Cynthia Bailey on this week. What a great week. I started off the week completely drunk, if you heard that, but what a great week. But Jill Zarin, like I was talking to a legend and she's on season two of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. And I realized Guys, we've had these ladies in our lives for a long time. And as Jill Zarin said, it is a privilege and an honor to be a housewife. It is a platform you can do a lot of good with. And yeah, you can be self-serving to a degree, but it's this great platform. And we get to see all of these ladies that we've appreciated in all of these different iterations over the years and come together. And to me, that is beyond exciting. And all of it, it was just like a breath of fresh hair. It was not the Erica Jane, not the Jen Shaw, the light blue colors of of uh, Turks and Caicos. Like the, it was just so bright and so full of life, and I I just love that so much. I'm so interested to hear what you guys think. But I, from what I've seen online, it seems like so many people have positive things to say about this. And uh, you know, I, I tweeted this the other day, but it was like. I said, don't let housewives unionize. And it was a joke tweet that some people took weirdly seriously because housewives actually don't have unions. And they thought I was anti-union, which I'm just, I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild. I don't, I'm not anti-union, but it was the fact that in Beverly Hills, my whole point was that all of these ladies banded together for better or worse. We have the Fox Force Five with Rinna, Dorit, uh, unfortunately, Freddie Mellencamp, Kyle, um, Erica Jane, and they all stick together. And we saw that this season. And it really, in a lot of ways, ruined parts of the season because they were just rank and file on board with Erica Jane's bullshit. And we see in this that they haven't unionized. People have some people's backs, but they're willing to get into it. They're willing to explore. There's new people here. And I think that is so important because you don't have those multi-year cast members that kind of band together and they're like, okay, even if you're an asshole, I'm not going to say you are because you're my friend. That shit does not belong in Housewives. It slows it down. I mean, we get more in this first episode, you guys, than we get, like, most seasons. Like, if you compare this episode to Vanderpump Rules this season, it already blows it out of the water. I'm sad to say that, but it's true. So, the first episode is called When Wives Collide. And we start with the green screen, and uh, green screen a la Denise Richards with the green screen from the first episode of last season of Beverly Hills. Remember that? 
And Luann goes, it's like housewives on crack. And Kyle's like, for years, I've been hearing, you guys all need to get together. They're all doing like talking heads on the green screen. And Ramona goes, I, I hear Kenya is tough. I hear Kenya is tough and difficult, but I can be a little tough and difficult too. And I'm like, damn, Ramona, we already trying to go up against Kenya? Bad move, lady. Cynthia's like, you know what? Let's do the work. Let's not just be surface. Come on. Let's get in there. I love Cynthia trying to be like Mother Earth. Like, yeah, let's dig in these eight days. They're only there for eight days, you guys. Let's. But by the way, first episode, it already seemed like they've been there weeks. So I know when I heard eight days, I was livid because I was like, how dare you cut this short? But it, I'm telling you, this is Housewives on Crack. So... In the talking head, too, I just these I noticed in the first scene, they were all drinking out of red solo cups. And I was like, are we at a frat party? Like, I love the fact that I felt like there was a keg somewhere where they were doing talking heads. Uh, then Tari goes, Hey, by the way, Melissa, Melissa, she's not OG. She's not OG. That's my but she's not OG. She's not OG. I love they Melissa and Teresa have this openly kind of hatred of each other in this. I know it's been building, but they're very kind of open about it, but in this weirdly nice way of like, yeah, we hate each other. It's good. And they smile around each other and sometimes they, but like, but they just don't like each other. And Melissa is almost like, will poke the bear at Teresa sometimes because she knows that Teresa doesn't really like her. And Melissa gets it, but like kind of, pokes fun of her at it like she melissa i feel like has this slight advantage because i think melissa is a little bit more of a clear thinker than Teresa is i just do i just i don't know if you guys see that as well so we get a scene of mauricio mr high as a kite mauricio where kyle's like you know he's laying on bed while kyle's packing and mauricio goes hey babe hey babe how you doing he's like smoking weed no he doesn't seem high in the scene actually he's like babe get the master tell him i set up the property for you supposedly the agency set this property up for them and uh they play what i think is cool at the beginning especially when they go from each housewife they play the theme so when it's kyle they play the beverly hills theme really quick a snippet of it and um so we uh, go to, who is it? Uh, oh, yeah. So Kyle goes, I know Luann the least, and I know Melissa and Ramona the most. And then Mauricio goes, Ramona dated a friend of mine a long time ago. And I'm like, Mauricio, I need to hear everything about that right now. Which one of your friends dated Ramona? And dated in Ramona's world just means bang-a-lang-a-ding-dong, right? And it's got to be not that long ago because she's only been divorced from Mario like six years, right? I don't know. So we go off to New York and Ramona is FaceTiming with Luann and Ramona's like, you have to have my back. You have to have my back. And then Luann's like, until you put your foot in your mouth. And then Ramona is still, uh, she goes FaceTimes Kyle and she's like, guess what? Guess what? Ah, uh, Teresa reminds me of the Scarecrow, Wizard of Oz. If you only had a brain, <laughs> if you only had a brain. And then we're going. <laughs> and then we're back to Facetiming with Lou, and uh, Lou's like, "I'll always be upfront with you, Ramona." And then we cut to Jersey. We get the Jersey music. Uh, Melissa at her house with Joey Gorga. Hey, I'm Joey Gorga. Hey, I'm Joey Gorga. I do inspirational phrases on the same photos on my Instagram day in day out. Guess what? The only people that are jealous of you are losers. Joey Gorga, inspirational, motivational phrase. Um, 
And the kids, her kids are kind of making fun of her. So like, I'm a party girl about Melissa. And Melissa's like, okay, I'm okay. We see Melissa in a green screen interview. And she's like, oh, I'm going to be horse. Uh, this is going to be a horse interview. And it reminds me that I like that these ladies are kind of pros. They're like, yeah, I can do a talking head in my sleep. Hey, yeah, yeah, give me a green screen. Let me drink that red Solo cup. I got, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Like, I like that they all consider themselves professionals. They're all like the Meryl Streeps of reality shows. They're like, yeah, I'll get you in and out. The crew can go break for lunch. I got this. Um, We find out that Melissa and Joey double dated with Mauricio and Kyle at some point. Um, Melissa goes, you know, the only one, I'm the only one who is friends with all of them. On display, on display. So we cut to Teresa and her new fiancé, Louis. And this is where he gives her eight cards. He's like, one to open each day you're there. And then he grabs, he's one of those face grabbers, you guys. He grabs with both hands her face to kiss her. And her one daughter is just watching them. And it's very dark to me. Even though Laura said this was very romantic. And then Trey goes, yeah, they got a concierge, 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 concierge. And then all the other ladies in green screen are like, concierge, concierge, concierge. Trey doesn't know how to speak it, but let's go back to Louie. Remember, I want to remind everybody, remember when he went to that man's camp where we saw that video of him on the beach, like making the video of like to his ex, he's like, I want to go home. I want to come home to you and be a good husband and father. And all the guys were like, yeah, yeah, Louie, give it. And then the one guy was like, be truthful, Louie. He's like, I, I, and they're like, no, be real, Louie. I am uh, very excited to start my life with you, and I love you. <laughs> talk about, like, first off, like, I mean, talk about your worst nightmare is, first off, to go to some place on the beach where you're at a man's camp. Secondly, where that video gets leaked somehow, and that, you know, luckily he's with somebody like Teresa, who I don't even know registered that video, because that's the great thing about Teresa. It's also a bad thing about Teresa, is that, you never know if she's going to register it the right way. Like, yo, Teresa, this is a really big red flag of this guy. Oh, I think he's got a nice tan. He's out there on the beach with his friends. Oh, look, he's with his friends. He's got good friends. They're all top. Ooh, he's very good looking and handsome in this video. Very little red. He's a little red from being out in the sun with his man group, but a very nice overall. Like, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the audience, we're screaming like, dude, it's like Brooks from fucking OC. And that's who wrote a card every day. Remember Brooks? Fake Cancer Brooks? Girth Brooks? He would write Vicky a card every day and it filled up her love tank. And I just don't trust people. That, and I know some girls out there, like my friends tonight, were like, no, I think that's romantic. Really? Guys, you're telling me if I gave you a card every day, on the eighth day, you're not like, this is getting a little old. I don't know. I just, I I thought red flag, red flag, red flag. Um, so uh, Teresa goes, Michael seems really sweet. He's going to be our butler for the week. By the way, you guys, I know none of my imitations sound like them. So don't even bother to write me. I get it. And also don't listen if you don't like, anyway. So, so they have this butler, guys. Michael is his name. And they throw this guy in there. And I guess he's like a good looking guy, even though we mainly see him with just a mask on. I didn't really think any way with him, but I thought it was a nice addition. I thought it was. But part of me was like, man, wouldn't it be amazing to have Bolo 
from Atlanta be the butler or the pirate from New York be the butler. Like, they should swap out the butler like they did with the Bachelor uh, in Paradise host this season. Like, one week is David Spade. One week it was Titus uh, Burgett. Like, they had different people jump in and out. And I think that Michael spot could have been a great thing for each day to be a different person. Like, a different character from, like, Housewife Seasons, you know? Uh, like for Beverly Hills, they could have had uh, Kim Richards' old boyfriend. Remember that guy that looked like a pit bull? And him and Kim were like allegedly doing drugs in those scenes in an earlier season of Beverly Hills. I always wonder what happened to that guy. You guys know what I'm talking about? That guy creeped me out the whole time. I, it wild. So we find out there's six bedrooms, one small room that has bunk beds. And uh, it's like kind of Luann's basement or considered like that. And... Um, no, 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 sorry. Was it Luann's basement? No, it was Ramona's basement and she was putting Luann down there and Luann was like, I don't sleep in the, don't put me in the lower level. I think that's, yeah, that's correct. And right when I heard this, that there were six bedrooms and one small room with bunk beds, I was like, we're in business, baby. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash 
credit card. You guys, uh, we'll be back in a second to this very fun conversation. But in the meantime, we, uh, we're going to do some commercials, as always. And we had a new sponsor for So Bad It's Good this week. I am very excited about this one. Uh, it is Victoria Emerson. Uh, they do amazing jewelry. And I always get to approve um, the, the products that I have on this show. And they sent me the website. I got to order a few products. And uh, I'm very excited to give them to to the females in my life. Um, uh, it looked really, really cool. It looked very stylish from all of the stuff that I see on all of these images from Us Weekly, from Daily Mail. This stuff fits right in there, so I think you guys are going to dig it as well. So Victoria Emerson, it all started with an idea to create gorgeous jewelry for everyone. Victoria Emerson is a jewelry line that offers wrap bracelets, boho cuffs, earrings, and necklaces to bring a little sparkle to everyone's lives. Founded in 2012 and loved by women around the world, Victoria Emerson is lucky to call celebrities like Jessica Alba, Vanessa Hudgens, Busy Phillips, Brenda Song, Mary Fitzgerald, and Julianne Howe. Ho, how, how am I saying? <laughs> Julianne Howe. Oh, how Dancing with the Stars, of course. They're all fans of this brand. So each piece, you guys, uh, is created with genuine materials, including real crystals, stones, AA plus pearls, and 14 karat and 18 karat gold. There is something for everyone. And you guys, their website is amazing. There really is something for everyone. Minimalists will love the dainty necklaces, timeless chains, or even the double wrap bracelets. Uh, those looking for a little more will love the boho cuffs, wrap bracelets, and layered necklaces for all their sparkle. Victoria Emerson is inclusive with most styles offering multiple points to fasten the piece or extension so you can adjust the fit to be as loosely or as snug as you like. Customer favorites are the freshwater pearl wrap bracelets, the layered necklaces featuring multiple chains on one clasp for an easy, easy layered look, and the infamous paperclip style gold necklace that sold out multiple times within 24 hours. Uh, and of course, smartwatch straps so you can have fashion and function. Brand new styles just landed online for the fall season. Now, listeners can buy one, get one free. That's buy one, get one free on the entire collection by visiting www.victoriaemerson.com forward slash so bad and use the code so bad. You guys, this is a buy one, get one free. That is a whole one free. I read this and I just thought I actually was wrong, but that is buy one, get one free. www.victoriaemerson.com forward slash so bad. And the code is so bad. That's two gifts right there. Buy one, get one free. That's two gifts. <laughs> so the uh, the next sponsor is, of course, our friends at BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Uh, you guys know my thoughts on um, therapy. You guys know my thoughts on mental health. Uh, it is something that we need to talk about more and more and bring it out into the light. There should be no stigma attached to it, and it should be easy and affordable, and that's what BetterHelp does. Um, my story about this, you know, they always want you to tell your story. My story, one of the things is just kind of out of comfort was, uh, you know, when, when the world was normal back in the day, I used to um, have to go on my lunch break from work and I'd have to run to an appointment uh, in uh, Burbank and then it'd be an hour session. And then I was like, always just like how much will, how the traffic to get back to work. And I was always stressed out. Um, and with this, you're doing it right in on your computer. You can do it just as a phone call. You can do it as a video call. Um, 
also, if you're if you're worried about doing therapy, which I totally understand, the best way to think about therapy is through like like a bunch of analogies. Uh, you get oil changes for your cars to prevent bigger issues down the road. Uh, you see a doctor and go to the gym to take care of our bodies. I actually need to go to the gym, uh, but you do it to prevent injury and disease. We do chores regularly, uh, some of us, to avoid a messy house. Going to therapy is like all of the the above. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. Going to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. Um, we got to do the things to invest in ourselves. We're worth it. So BetterHelp is customized, customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and So Bad It's Good listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash so bad. Uh, that's BetterHelp.com forward slash so bad, um, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com. Um, and now back to the show. We're in business. That's classic housewives right there. That's a a trope, as we talk about all the time on these this podcast, a trope that you see again and again and again. And I appreciate it that they keep using them to great effect because the tropes aren't broken. It's just that some of these seasons of the housewives are, you know, but I believe this breathes new life in all of this. So Kenya says, I'm getting the master no matter what. So we cut to Atlanta. We see Kenya in her kitchen with Brooklyn, her two-year-old daughter, beautiful little girl. Uh, They call Auntie Cynthia. And Cynthia goes, I spoke to Kyle the other day. Cynthia in a talking head says, they all called me, all the ladies, to ask about Kenya. Everybody seems to be worried about Kenya. And I told Luann that she's an acquired taste. Um, Kenya says... Uh, Ramona, no, uh, who's the, no, no, it's not Ramona. Who's, who's the one with the crazy eyes? Kenya says, and Cynthia goes, that's Ramona. Um, we cut to 48 hours later. The Chiron comes on screen, midtown Atlanta. I guess everybody's flying out of Atlanta to Turks and Caicos. Ramona and Luann are in a car and Ramona's like, Turks and Caicos, here we come. Yeah. Kyle's in her own van and she calls Mauricio and she's like, how did you sleep last night, honey? And he's like, I had a hard time sleeping, which by the way, bullshit. I'm telling you, Mauricio probably had the time of his life. He was probably smoking weed, eating Haagen-Dazs, watching his shows, laughing out loud, probably fully nude on his big size bed. He probably was like, he probably didn't get much sleep because he was staying up, like just enjoying being by himself, honestly. And uh, Kyle goes, I had a hard time sleeping too, hon. Uh, We see Melissa and Trey in a car. And this is where it's like, you can tell they openly have bad feelings at times with each other. And Melissa goes, Trey, remember when we're old ladies, we'll talk about how we didn't like each other, but we tried hard and now we like each other. And Trey just stares out the window and is like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Ramona says uh, to Luann and their car goes, you know, I flied over, I, f- I flied over with Mel- with Teresa and I got to know her better and I like her. She's been through a lot. She's been through a lot. And Ramona's very excited that she now likes Teresa. And uh, then we come back to Melissa and Teresa and Melissa goes, 
One thing I want to tell you, Tree, you know, it's nothing rad, but Kyle called me and she said she spoke to Ramona and that Ramona called you a a scarecrow. Do you get it? And she goes, nah, I don't get it. The scarecrow has no brain, Teresa. And then Teresa, wait, Teresa, if you, if you look at her, if you look at her, she looks, she look, uh, she looks like she has no brain. She, 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 she looks like the Tin Man. And then Melissa goes, no, Tree, the Tin Man doesn't have a heart. And then she goes, yeah, well, the Tin Man and the Scarecrow, you know, they have no brain. Um, they're, they're, they're both empty, Teresa says. Uh, cut to all of them getting on the private jet. Ramona hugs Cynthia and Luann, and and um, and then Luann goes, Cynthia, how long do those braids take? Wow. And you're not supposed to ask a black lady about their hair. Like, I, I believe we all know that, but like Luann, and by the way, it's an honest mistake, but it's just one of those things that shows you that, you know, like, I mean, it was just one of those interesting things to see really quickly. So, Ramona, uh, we find out, didn't put her seatbelt on. Which, by the way, did you see that Page Six article today? That Ramona went to see the new uh, musical, Diana the Musical. And they have photographs of her not wearing her mask in the theater. And Broadway is really strict with that. And she had front row seats and she put her drink on the stage. Like it was a drink holder. The stage where the actors perform. I mean, that's so classic Ramona. By the way, Page Six fucking has it out for Ramona. They are going for the jugular lately. Um, And also at this point, this is when we get the real housewives like, Real housewives on the island, baby. Are you ready? Like, so it's like this kind of Jamaican, like, are you ready? Can you feel it? Island fever. Feel it, man. Like, it's that kind of thing. And I know... You think like, oh, Ryan's being crazy, but that really is like, are you ready? Can you feel it? Island fever, feel it, man. We got the housewives, we got the housewives, we got Ramona being nude, we got Luan slipping in the nude, we got Tari not understanding thing, we got Cynthia with her braids, we got Kenya leaving a two-year-old, Kyle leaving Mauricio. <laughs> Can you feel it, man? So we're on them with the private jet after the commercial comes back. And Melissa goes, I need a carb in the morning. And Ramona goes, uh, my low weight is, is 121. My high rate is one. My high weight is 125. Because Kyle's saying uh, she weighs 125. And Kyle goes, I'm hard on myself. And Ramona goes, I know you are. I know you're hot. I know you're hard on yourself. And Kyle goes, yeah, sometimes I also have a shy side to my personality. And Cynthia goes, I do too. Sometimes I just like to be in the back. And um, Ramona goes, oh, it took me years to understand I was even famous. I didn't even know why people thought I was famous. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And they're like, Ramona, of course, you're on a show. And Ramona goes, 13 years. 13 years I'm on a show. You know, no one knew who Orange County was. New York comes out. You know, I put Bravo on the map. We were on Wall Street Journal. We all on the papers. And everybody's like, what, Ramona? And Ramona goes, Kenya, I know my facts. We were on the Wall Street Journal. We were what people called a cool water show. People would get up. They would talk about us. So she means a water cooler show, which was a phrase, kids, that they used to use back in the day when uh, people would go to work after a show like Lost and then 
talk about it around the water cooler. They'd be like, hey, Jim, how was that? Uh, did you watch that Lost last night? And be like, oh, Bobby, we sure did. What a wild show. Me and the wife love it. And then you would sit around the water or stand around the water cooler and talk, you know. But Ramona goes, yeah, then you guys all came along. You know, you're welcome. You should say you're welcome. You're welcome to me. And Luanna's just covering her face. And Luanna and her talking head's like, oh, my. And Teresa goes, hey, come on. I invented the table. <laughs> I invented table flipping. And we get a flashback of Teresa's infamous table flip that really is a cultural reset in terms of what we could expect from these shows. That's what I think What's great is that these ladies all have something special. They are Marvel's The Avengers. They are the Justice League. Each lady has a special power, and we get to see it in this series. So Kenya goes, uh, Ramona's dementia may have gotten her confused. And Kyle, in a talking head, goes, well, Beverly Hills has the highest ratings out of all of these shows, so whatever. So we're on this private jet, and then all of a sudden, Cynthia comes out with a big picture of Brooklyn, uh, Kenya's two-year-old daughter, and a huge pair of scissors. And my first thought was like, oh my God, is she going to cut up Brooklyn's photo in front of Kenya? Like, out of sight, out of mind. Chop, 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 chop. I was like so confused at first. I think you guys probably felt the same way if you saw it. And Cynthia's like, it's the first time Kenya left um, her daughter in two years. And I know all the mothers can relate, you know. So Kenya Moore, it's a celebration of cutting the umbilical cord. I'm proud of you. I love you. And we're going to have a bomb-ass time in Turks and Caicos. And then they put out a ribbon, which is going to be the cord. And everybody's like, cut the cord. But I honestly do not know why we needed the visual aid of the daughter. Like, it was really like, and also, who's in charge of printing out that visual aid? Who has to go to Kinko's and like, I need this four foot thing of this little girl so we can bring it on a PJ as a visual aid so people know what Brooklyn looks like? Like, we understand what a child looks like. Are you kidding me? Like, somebody had to pack this on a private jet. Like, Okay, everybody's luggage, and now I'm going to put this three-foot cardboard cutout of a little girl on here with big pair of scissors. My God. And Kendi says, I'm going to cut a bitch when she gets these scissors. Kyle says, Cynthia, that was so thoughtful. Kenya in a talking head says, Cynthia here makes it a lot better. I have so many stresses in my life right now, and she gets it. She gets it. And Cynthia announces, you know, Kenya has a court date while we're there for her divorce. And I'd like to consider, I think we should all consider giving Kenya the master bedroom. Dun, 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 right away. Man, all that's what all, all it takes, you guys, is fighting over rooms. It's just as, fa- I shit you not, it's just as fascinating as stealing from orphans and widows. I swear to God, you don't need big stuff. You need small stuff like this. Let's, let's building blocks, baby. And um, Kyle says, uh, well, that was a little out of left field in a talking head. And Melissa says, I didn't know they were that good of friends. Talking about, you know, Kenya and Cynthia. Ramona in a talking head goes, I'll take one of the next best rooms. You know, I'll take, because I know divorce is hard. I lost 15 pounds when I got divorced. And Ramona says, ladies, ladies, we're going to a place called DeConch, DeConch, DeConch Shack. Like Conk, Conk, you know, like the Conk. Uh, anyways. This guy, John, that Ramona flirted with many years ago on the show, and they do a flashback of that, he runs this place called the Deconk Shack, 
And Ramona wants some dick. Like, Ramona is literally like, I need to see John and see if he's still, if we still got that spark from like six years ago. And Melissa goes, Oh, yeah, is that when you cock blocked everybody? And we see that flashback. And Ramona goes, I was in him. I was flirting. That's when I decided I couldn't be with my ex husband anymore. And uh, Kenny was like, You were flirting with a guy while you were married? And he's like, he was cheating on me for for years. He, my my ex husband, you know, and and all of a sudden it gets to the point where Ramona goes, I wasn't getting fucking divorced, bitch. To to Kenya, says I was I, I like says bitch to Kenya, and Kenya's like, you said what? And Ramona's like, because you don't understand what I'm saying. And then. <laughs> You know, I was even taken. I was like, oh, shit. I like flipped. The, I was so like scared. Like, I, I don't do good in pressure situations. Like I had to walk away. I was like, oh, no, no, this is going to be bad. And Kenya, of course, is like, what you're not going to do on this trip is call me a bitch. And now I'm like, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Here we go. Like literally, I was like, we're going to get we're going to get a flight crash. Like this is going to be like lost. We're going to crash on an island and they're going to have to survive. And Kyle's face is just doing the Kyle like zoinks and Teresa's shaking her head and Luann's embarrassed and talking head. Kenya goes, I don't even like being called a bitch on a normal day, but a near perfect stranger calling me a bitch, bitch, please. And Ramona goes, maybe I'm taking it wrong. I apologize. I apologize. And Kyle says, how did it go south? The flight attendant just parachuted out of the plane. And everybody's laughing. And Kyle and they're talking. And goes, we haven't even landed yet. This is not a good sign. And Luann goes, fasten your seatbelt. This is going to be one hell of a ride. <laughs> so we see the beautiful sea water, the blue. We see the fishies. And Melissa, we land. It goes, hello, Turks and Caicos. Kyle's floppy hat flies off, getting off the plane. Everyone's deboarding. People are handing the housewives drinks. Ramona and Luann riding over in a car together. Kenya, Cynthia, and Kyle are riding over in a car together. Kyle says, um, you know, God, uh, Ramona just got started off on the wrong foot. In fact, she started calling Kenya Portia, and I didn't know what that meant. And there's a flashback to 20 minutes earlier when uh, Ramona goes, I think Portia should get the room. And everybody's like, Kenya. So she keeps calling Kenya Portia, which, you know, the thought there, right? Like, you know, not all black people look alike, right? Like that's wild. It's just classic Ramona. It's, 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 it's wild. Um, so Kyle, Kenya and Cynthia are in a car they're talking about who they get along with best on their casts. Cynthia says, I get along with Kenya and Candy. Kenya says, I get along with Cynthia, Candy, Marla, Latoya, Fallon. And then Kyle goes, everyone but Portia then. <laughs> and they all laugh because I guess these ladies don't get along with Portia. I would have liked Kyle to answer this question, but she didn't, you know. I thought you were Kyle. Uh, Trey and Melissa are in a car together. Um they're talking Melissa talks about the fish and Trey goes I don't want no fish touching me I don't want no fish touching me and Melissa goes no like little Nemo fish (laughs) Ramona and Luann in the car talking about how big the island is we cut to Cynthia and Kyle goes Cynthia your nipples showing and of course Cynthia's nipples just hanging out and Cynthia goes ah I knew that was going to happen and Kyle says at least it was pretty but guys once again I just love it. We're just riding in a car. Cynthia, it's like prop comedy. Cynthia just has her her, her her nipple hanging out. 
It's beautiful. Like, I love it. I was laughing my ass off. They pull up to the house. They're greeted with more drinks. We see Michael, the concierge. He's there to greet them. Luann goes, he is quite cute, too. And Cynthia says, I have my eye out for my girl, Kenya. I like, they're all, like, I don't think this guy was special at all. Did you girls, like, crush on him? I did not think, you know. And Ramona goes, where's the ladies' room? I gotta go pee. Which, by the way, when Ramona asks for the bathroom, you give her the bathroom because, you know, poop is possibly flying. She has pooped on multiple multiple episodes of Housewives on the floor. But Ramona goes inside, and all the lady goes, oh, no, Ramona's in the house. Luann goes, she's trying to get a room. She's trying to get a room before us. And sure enough, that's what Ramona's doing. They flash back to Ramona doing like that on like previous Housewives trips nine years earlier. Um, this place we're at, this house is called Triton. Welcome to Triton, they're told. The other ladies are taking a tour of the house with the concierge. Um, and Ramona and a talking head, the producer asks, why do you deserve the best room? And she goes, all my fans said I should have the best room. And I got to thinking, maybe I should have the, the best room. You know, I got to support what my fans think. <laughs> so Kyle goes, everybody's fighting over rooms. And she just goes and lays out in this beautiful hammock above the pool. And she goes, you ladies can fight over these rooms all you want. We don't play like this in Beverly Hills. Oh, bullshit, Kyle. But also... You can tell how relaxed Kyle is. She doesn't have to deal with Rena. Doesn't have to deal with Erica Jane's storyline. Kyle is having the time of her life here. You know, honestly, it's good to see Kyle like this. It's healthy for Kyle. It's healthy for us, you know? So all the ladies go up to the room and Ramona is laying in the master bedroom on the bed spread out. And they're like, who made you the boss? And she goes, I'm the eldest. I'm the eldest. The eldest sets the rules. And Luann goes... Nice to finally have Ramona get called out by these other ladies. And Ramona uh, calls Kenya Portia again. And the producer in a green screen goes, Ramona, you know that Kenya and Portia don't like each other. Ramona goes, oh, that was a big faux pas. That was a big faux pas. And then we get a super cut at this point of all the times in the past that Ramona has forgotten people's names. And especially people like the help. She's always forgotten their names. Now, this section of the show lasts three hours. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's just like all the time from a super cut of literally three hours of Ramona forgetting names. And Melissa goes, Ramona, we're going to need you to be a team player. You're not special. And she goes, yeah, I am. <laughs> and Kyle is in the hammock going, oh, man, I hope I'm not Ramona's roommate in the bunk bedroom. And then, you guys, we cut to all the ladies leave the room. Ramona gets out of the bed and gets naked and hops in the shower in that room. And Kyle now just volunteers to share the bunk bedroom with Melissa, which I thought was nice. And by the way, these are all still really nice. You know, I, I guess for ladies especially, you want your own space. I'm so you Like, I slept in a car for a while. Like, I, after, when I separated from my wife, I was, like, sleeping anywhere I could. I got used to just a little tiny space wherever I could stay, you know, like I, you, you know, vanity goes out the window in tragic situations. And I love that Kyle stepped up and that's, that's what this is. Kenya and Cynthia, uh, go in, knock on the door to the shower and Ramona's in there showering and she pops out naked. And you guys, when I say it's like a Bigfoot sighting, I don't mean it's like hairy. It's just shocking. Like I know what a nude body looks like and she's a very beautiful lady, but it's still had a Bigfoot quality where I was like, damn, what the fuck? Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I dropped my drink. Oh, what the fuck? Like, it was just so weird. And she had this kind of doe-eyed Bambi look of like, who, who, me? 
who? Who me? <laughs> it's so bizarre. It was like Meredith staring out of the bathtub in Salt Lake this week. I'm like, Ugh. so Cynthia and a talking head goes, I just got here and I've seen Ramona naked already. <laughs> then Teresa and Michael, after the girl, other girls left, they walk in on Ramona naked too. And Teresa goes, Michael, do you like what you saw? Michael, did you like what you saw with Ramona nude? Huh? Huh? And Luann goes, you didn't sign up for a senior citizen nudity, did you? <laughs> Kenya says, you know that uh, saying where showing your ass, but we actually just saw Ramona's actual ass. So we're in a new scene. They do this weird thing. I don't know if you guys noticed when they do transitions. They'll like be in a room and there'll be a mirror in the room. And all of a sudden in that mirror will be a video of another girl in another room. And they'll push in on that and then they'll pull out and it'll be in that room. I've never really seen this done. It's like, it's like a weird little eighties kind of editing thing. I don't hate it. It's just, it's just funny, but I like, you know what? Bravo. Try it out. It's good. Let's do this. You know, Ramona calls Sean, her assistant to thank him for putting a lock on her luggage. Uh, she goes, but I don't know. You didn't tell me the passcode. You didn't tell I need the passcode for the luggage. Kenya calls back home. Her daughter's asleep. We cut to they're downstairs. Everybody's sitting around the downstairs table. Cynthia and uh, Teresa are ordering margaritas. Cynthia is talking to Teresa about Ramona. And it's like, we need some ground rules. It's going to suck if no one wants to talk to Ramona. You know, the whole seniority thing is, you know, come on. I've been on Atlanta for 11 years. And Teresa goes... I've been on the show since it started. And Teresa in a talking head compares Instagram followers. Ramona has 869,000. Teresa has 2.2 million. And did you know Melissa has 2.3 million? That kind of shocked me. I thought Teresa was like, would be double Melissa. I love Melissa, but wow. So Cynthia says, if you're the oldest, you have to act like you have the most sense. Tree goes, you know, who knows? I mean, the, the whole dementia thing, maybe? I don't know. And cut to Ramona talking to the staff in the kitchen. And she's like, I'm OG. I'm OG. I'm an original housewife. Kenya, you know, has been going through a difficult time. So I think she should get the big room. What have I done wrong here? And Michael goes, you just have a direct approach. And then we meet Michael's mother, who's working in the kitchen for some reason. Like, what kind of weird family? It's like, you're the concierge, but I'm going to bring my mom in to like cut up vegetables. It, I don't know. It weirded me out because also Ramona was like, you could tell Ramona would fuck this dude eight ways from Sunday. You know, she's just like, oh, your mother. Hi, mother. Hi, hi, hi. Ooh. You know, it was just weird because you could tell she was thinking about defiling this lady's son. Also, at this point, we see that Ramona is wearing a lattice white dress, like lattice work. And... There's something interesting is that we see Ramona's entire ass and her asshole. And we see what looks like nips, but she tells us she has nipple covers. Uh, it's like, where did, remember when Ramona used to like go, oh, no, I can't do it. Uh, no, too much, too much skin, too much. Like she would be horrified. And now she's an exhibitionist. And also Luann has a rockin' body, you guys. <laughs> did I just say rockin'? Luann has a rocking body, you guys. Hey, Luann has a rocking body. But she does. She has a flatter stomach than I've ever had in my life, even as a baby. Teresa says, um, you know, Ramona threw the first punch calling me a scarecrow. You know, I don't think she wants to be a friend to me. We cut to Ramona with Luann. Uh, they go, Luann wants to dive in the ocean. But Ramona says she won't go in because her outfit will shrink in the water. 
And Ramona goes, Luann, you look like Sophia Loren. And uh, then we go back to the table and everybody's debating the uh, pronunciation of, of conch. Is it conch, conch? And Kenya goes, not cock. Hey-o. Uh, De conch shack is where they're going to eat dinner that night with Ramona's potential beau, John. Uh, now we have just Melissa and Kyle at the table. They FaceTime Joey Gorga. We find out they went on a double date uh, to Mr. Chow once in L.A. And Joe is smiling huge. And he's like, where's your good-looking husband, Kyle? I love that Joey's even hot for Mauricio. Ramona, we go to the beach. Um, she's just in that thong with the, the with the nipple covers on. We cut back and forth with, like, Joey laughing. And, you know, it's just everybody's kind of relaxing into the, the house. Ramona FaceTimes John, the owner of the DeConk Shack, and Ramona has just gotten out of the shower. She has her hair kind of like wild, and she's she goes, are you just like me, John? Are you just out of the shower? Are you just out of the shower, John? And you can tell she's like, like John, I'm not wearing panties. I got my pussy. My pussy's out. <laughs> but Ramona is like a Cinemax After Dark movie. She's like, Ramona, <laughs> Johnny... These nipples could cut glass, huh? You like hot nips? Come on, nipple covers, but you still tell the hot, John. John, do you want this? <laughs> she, she's so perfect. <laughs> she's so dirty, man. She's so dirty. <laughs> she has a child. Johnny, I want to peg you, Johnny. <laughs> and John, I can't tell if John even likes Ramona or not. Like, he just, he's like, hey, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? I'm John. Like, I can't honestly get a beat if this guy likes Ramona or not. Like, I'm so confused. I couldn't tell by the end of the first episode what the whole deal was. And Rose, I just got out of the shower. I got my hair done. What do you think? What do you think? And Ramona and I'm talking about goes, tonight, I feel like making a bit of an entrance. It'll be interesting to see if Sparks will fly with me and John or not. And then we go back to the conversation, and she tells John, she's like, you can just go naked, baby. <laughs> she has like a weird, like, she has a variation of a rental laugh, but it's just not as long, because she'll go, ha-ha, ha-ha. And then she hangs up. She goes, he looked cute. He looked cute. She is so horned up. I'll have what she's having. You know what I'm saying? Cut to Kyle unpacking all of her caftan dresses. It's like, Kyle, we get it. You like to wear caftans. Even caftans are like, Jesus, Kyle, why don't you try to wear a pantsuit eventually? It's too much caftan. <laughs> Melissa pulls her necklace, uh, put her necklace on backwards. Her necklace, of course, says Melissa to remind her that she is Melissa. She d doesn't realize she's wearing it backwards because in the mirror it reads straight because the mirror reverses the image. Melissa says... Yo, yo, someone on Twitter is writing everything that we're doing here. And we see uh, a blurred out version of Christian Gray Snow. We know Christian. He's been on the show before. Uh, I, I think his podcast is called the Slut Pig Podcast. And he, they have him on Instagram, his thing. But it's uh, Anthony Dominic, who uh, I forgot who he works for, but he... I remember reading this the day, like they were like somebody was feeding information out of that house. And it was like the housewives arrive. Ramona already pisses off the other women called Kenya a bitch. It's like word for word what happened. And they find out that Anthony Dominic, the guy that wrote this tweet, Kenya follows him. And there's even a pic of them together. So uh, Melissa and Kyle are like, oh, shit, is Kenya 
the mall. It's Kenya Mall, which I just love it. We get the Atlanta, the blogs. I like Atlanta and Potomac always talk about the blogs. And I've always been confused. Like, are the blogs like, or like, is Instagram considered the blogs too? Like, where are the blogs? Like, I, I know this is probably a dumb question and all you guys know what the blogs are. Like, is this podcast considered a blog? I know blogs are like just written things, but like, it feels like I don't, why don't I see the blogs? And then I was like, maybe this is the blog. Maybe Instagram are the blogs. But I just always, they always complain about the blogs. And I'm like, why don't I ever see the blogs? Blogs. Kenya says, oh, great. Because they're all driving to the conch shack. Kenya's in a car with Ramona. And she's like, great. I picked the car with the asshole in it. So fun stuff. The other car, we got Melissa, Cynthia, Kyle, and Luann. Luann talks. She goes, I brought a book. But now I realize I'm not going to even read it. I'm not going to even turn a page. <laughs> we go to the other car. Ramona's like, is it su- is sunset at 730? Is it? Is it? And no one answers her. We now are at the, the conch shack. They sit down. They all love it. It looks like a cool place to eat and drink. These things are always fascinating because I'm like, man, I would kill to have been a background, like just randomly eating at the conch shack. And all of a sudden, like the housewife all-stars walk in, I'd shit myself. I'd shit. I would be like, oh, what? Ramona goes, excuse me, ladies, ladies, do you like grilled shrimp? I love grilled shrimp. Can I order grilled shrimp for the table? And everybody's like, yeah, okay. John comes over and he goes, I know what you like, Ramona. And Ramona goes, what do I like, John? And he goes, tequila. And Ramona, Ramona goes in a talking head. She goes, he has a rock hard body. He has a rock hard body, a nice smile, a nice smile. What's not to like? I love that Ramona literally says rock hard body. I mean, first up, I don't have a rock hard body, so nobody's ever going to say that to me. But like the fact that Ramona Singer in her 60s is like rock hard body. I love it. I love a rock hard body. John and Ramona, I guess, are flirting, but Ramona's doing the majority of this. Ramona says... This island has you, John. That's all it needs. <laughs> all the ladies are making fun of Ramona flirting at the table with Ramona flirting. Melissa goes, I'm embarrassed for her. Kenya goes, she keeps thrusting her chest out. She's just thrusting. And Ramona in a talking head goes, it's so natural. I don't even realize I'm flirting. And she winks at the producer and the producer's like, you realize you wink at me? She goes, no, it's just natural. Kyle says, where do we think these stories, uh, the leaks come from? And Kenya says, well, Anthony, I know Anthony, but why would I do that? And Kyle says, whenever a story comes out, we got to, you know, you always got to ask yourself, who does this benefit the most? And then Kyle goes in her uh, talking head. She goes, I'm putting my detective hat on. And it's like, Jesus, Kyle, finally, you didn't put your fucking detective hat on in Beverly Hills one bit. Man, I would love for you to have tried to put a Sutton hat or detective hat on. You didn't have detective shit on. You wore no hat. Like, my God. Like, and by the way, if you're the detective, you can get away with crimes at the conch shack because Kyle's not going to figure it out. Ramona goes, I don't talk to the press. I hate the press. I know it's not me. I, I hate them. And Kenya says, that's not the point. Someone said you run to the room every time. Now Kenya has moved it back to Ramona taking rooms before everybody else. Um, and Ramona goes, they give me the best room because I'm Ramona. Because they, they all ask, like, what Ramona's friends do away from housewife situation. And Ramona's like, they always give me the best room. They always do because I'm the best. Uh, Ramona stands up. She goes, fine, I apologize. I apologize for my bad behavior. And then there's a super cut of all the times Ramona's apologized. Once again, this could be a three-hour series by itself. 
And then we have this, I don't like this. They have this stupid bit where Luann with a mic, like a talking head, she goes, ladies and gentlemen, like, you know, this is the countess speaking. And then she goes, Ramona, the apologizer. It's just weird. It's a weird bit that you don't need in there at all. And if you were like really high and stoned, you would be like, what the fuck is happening? And then immediately they just come back to the table. And Kenya says, there are people who don't want to be in the same car or room as you, Ramona. Do you want to be by yourself while you're here? Do you want people to think you're an asshole? And she's like, I'm not an asshole. Sorry, you feel that way. And Kenya goes, everyone feels that way. If it was like, if it talks like an asshole and walks like an asshole, then it's an asshole. Cynthia pulls Ramona aside, you guys. And she's, um, Kenya's like, Cynthia is always the peacemaker. She doesn't know how to read the room. And we cut to Cynthia. And Cynthia is really trying to explain. I really appreciated this moment with Cynthia. She's trying to explain. She goes, you know, I think the way you called her a bitch on the plane didn't help. And Ramona goes, I call my friends bitch. I call my friends bitch. I call you a bitch. I call everybody bitch. Um, And she goes, I didn't think I did anything wrong, but now I'm listening to you. Okay, I'm listening. And Cynthia's like, here's how you rectify it. I'll be your wing wing woman. She's like walking her through it. Ramona in a talking head, she goes, I steamroll. I steamroll. I grew up tough. I'm aggressive. It just happens. Ramona does a test run apology with Cynthia. Please allow me to the opportunity to blah, blah, blah. Talking head. um, Cynthia goes, the one thing about Cynthia Bailey is that everyone gets a chance. And another thing is she speaks in the third person. Um, So Ramona goes up to the table and she goes, I started off on the wrong foot, win the house, and I made the energy bad. Please forgive me. I want to start fresh. I did the wrong thing. And Luann at a talking head goes, I'm glad she's doing it, but I'm not holding my breath. (laughs) And Teresa goes, yeah, but, you know, what about the scarecrow thing you said about me? And uh, Ramona goes, you know, I I only surround myself with smart women, and I didn't know how smart you were. You know, I only wanted to clear the air with you. And Teresa goes, but you said it to Kyle that I remind you of a scarecrow. And Kyle makes fun of Ramona's way of speaking in a talking head right now. Uh, it was funny. Kyle loves an imitation. Ramona says, okay, but on your show on Jersey, everyone says you're not smart. When I was in the plane on the way over, I thought you were so smart and I got to learn how smart you were. You're a four times best. And oh no, Teresa keeps saying she's a four time selling author in flashbacks. She goes, you're a strong woman, a caring woman, a smart woman. I changed my opinion. And Teresa in a talking head goes, sometimes you just have to accept it. I know I'm smart. I wrote six books. And Ramona goes, we're on a leveling plane. And Kenya goes, you mean level plane. And then all of a sudden we hear these island drums and all these dancers come out and all the ladies get up and dance. And it's like a little fun scene, except there was one huge missing element is that we did not see Kyle do her infamous splits, which I met. I bet like sand would get up there. It would probably hurt later on for multiple reasons. Uh, Luann says, we had the best time at the conch shack, but you know, seven days with these ladies, there's going to be drama with these women, but bring it on. <laughs> we cut to back at the house and the Chiron comes up on screen. Housewives after dark. Melissa is in the shower and telling Kyle, God, is there any soap? You can't put this body wash on your vajayjay. You can't put fragrancy things on your vajayjay. Now I believe the JJ's are self-cleaning, but also I, you know, I th- I'm a guy. So like, this is another thing I don't know about. Are like, are, do you not, 
want to put fragrant things on your vajayjay. Also, I hate saying the word vajayjay. I blame Shonda Rhimes from Grey's Anatomy. I believe she created vajayjay in one of the first seasons of Grey's Anatomy, and I really feel like she should be arrested for it. I just feel like it's weird. So Cynthia in a confessional, which by the way, I love that they have a confessional in the house because sometimes with these talking heads, it'll be weeks or months later and they'll have more perspective on things. I want them to talk when they have no perspective on things. Now, it's not been like Cynthia doesn't say anything mind blowing, but I like that the opportunity is there if needed. And um, cut to Ramona and Kyle. And they have this conversation about like Kyle, like her stomach and says, I'm so fat. And, and, you know, Ramona's like, are you psycho? Are you psycho? You're not fat at all. Come on. And Kyle says, I've had issues my whole life. You know, I was in movies as a kid and I went to school and people said, I saw you in the movies and I'm like, okay. And they said, you're fat. And I just said, I know, you know, my sisters were, were really skinny. And she said, I've had, you know, body image issues my whole life. This is actually a really good conversation. And, and it's nice to see Ramona participate in this. And, and Ramona's like, your husband, you know, thinks you're sexy. And he's, and Kyle's like, yeah, he always says, I don't want you to wear any cover-ups. I like you the way you are. And Ramona goes, this makes me sad. And Kyle goes, here's the side of Ramona I know existed. Everything she is saying tonight is like a really great girlfriend, what they would say. And Ramona goes, this is going to be something you work on because now you're with women who love and respect you. And now you can show more of your body the next seven days. I want you to be full nudity bush. By the, <laughs> I want to see your asshole on the seventh day. <laughs> they say goodnight and the credits roll, you guys. So we're at the end of the first episode. But as the credits roll, it goes... So we get like a Marvel credit scene like they do in the superhero movies. And we see them all dining on the beach. John from DeConk Shack is there. And Ramona goes, I want to thank John for doing this. And we see Mauricio next to Kyle. We see all the ladies. And uh, John goes... You ladies all seem to love each other. I expected more drama. And then Kenya goes, oh, you should have seen what happened on the yacht the other day. And Ramona goes, do we really need to talk about that? And Kenya goes, Ramona tried to blackmail Luann. And Ramona goes, I would never do that. Kyle goes, zoiks with her reaction. And John just goes, wow, fade to black. You guys, you guys, I sound like Christopher Walken. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think this is fun. I want to hear what you guys think about it. Um, thank you so much, as always, is sharing your life with me, sharing your ears with me, letting me be a part of your life. If you spend any time listening to this podcast, uh, man, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't wait already to talk to you guys on Monday. If you want more, there was a couple episodes put out on Patreon this week, a Miami recap with Maritza Lopez and a shooting the shit episode where we just talk random things. I'm going to be putting another episode up there this weekend. So there is a bunch of different things on the Patreon. If you, uh, I think it's a couple bucks a month and that is it. You guys, thank you so much. I, I can't thank you enough. And, uh, I hope you have the best weekend. Like I always say on Fridays, I hope you have something good to eat, something good to drink. I hope you get to kiss a boy or a girl. I hope you get to hang out with your friends. I hope you get to read something cool, see something great, listen to something great. And uh, I'll talk to you bright and early on Monday. Have a great weekend, you guys. Bye. Betches.